Hello. You're listening to Mock Footage. These two pals really like movies, but one of them hasn't seen very many, okay? Our hosts won't be using any nasty language, so you can share this with your grandma. And they will be discussing major plot details, so here's your dang spoiler warning. Hey there, folks. Thank you for joining us. My name is Joe Langlois, and this week we will be discussing Spy Kids. My name is Ray Giroso, and it's, it's the end of Spooky-tober. It is. And we're back on our normal schedule, even though we're doing another scary movie. Yeah, truly a horror movie um, that I am so, so grateful for. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell me of the horror elements in Spy Kids and all well, the other elements? Yeah, yeah. Well, to start off, um, there's kidnapping. There's some comedic body horror. Mm-hmm. There's um, existential dread. There's loss. You know, all the good makings of a scary movie. Okay. So, there's... how do those how do those themes how do we arrive at yes. those themes? Who who so who, the... who do we have? So the, what's, what makes it really a scary movie is that the parents aren't around because they've been kidnapped. Um, so the parents are spies here, uh, played by Antonia Banderas and Carla. I don't know her, how to say her last name, but it starts with a G. Uh, it, oh, it's a oh, g- g- oh. Gugino. G- 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 I, g- g- I, <laughs> I don't know. It's a very good last name, and I don't know how to say yeah. it because I've never heard anyone say it. Yeah. But those are the parents. The kids um, are, like, just regular kids uh, who don't know about their parents' spy lives. And they're played, I don't remember by who, but their names are Junie and Carmen. Mm-hmm. And they get introduced into the world of spyhood, and they have to go save their parents mm-hmm. from Evil Mastermind. Evil Mastermind who? Uh, d- 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 Dorcas. <laughs> Tell me more about Dorcas. Well, Dorcas isn't really evil, but is misunderstood by a lot of Mm -hmm. the world and community. Mm -hmm. Uh, He just has a lot of eccentric ideas um, that aren't in the mainstream, and so he's shunned by the scientific community, and he's very upset. Um, He makes thumb men. All right. That sounds just plainly awful. Mm-hmm. They're not bad. They just exist now. Okay, that that sounds like a bad thing to me. Well, he created life. <laughs> but Ray, they never stopped to ask if should. I know, and now there's a Frankenstein thumb monster running around. Okay, so it's Dorcas and his thumb friend. Um, mm-hmm. what else? What else did Dorcas get up to? Um, I keep thinking of the second one, Isle of lost dreams yeah that's totally different that's totally different yeah um but yeah i mean there's a he holds a a ball a party oh okay and junie has to do ballet with emily osment Mm -hmm. to to get out of the situation emily osment is also a spy yes by the way they're spy there's they're now official spy kids because all the parents were taken right so Um, she's Someone like another, like a friend spy kid. They're they're like 
competitive, like, uh, Rivals. rival spies. Okay. Yes, thank okay. you. Along with her brother, Dash. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. I, I, um, Tyler. Okay. Her brother, Tyler. Uh-huh. Um, and they're just the rudest people. Yep. By the end, they come around and realize that being a spy doesn't mean being a butt to people. <laughs> okay. It means saving people and doing espionage for the safety of the world. So, Junie and Carmen and Emily Osmond and Tyler go and defeat Dorcas and his thumb man to rescue their parents. So, Dorcas did kidnap the parent spies. Yes, out of spite because of the the I spy see. science community. I see. So he was like trying to develop gadgets and thumb men and things, and the the spy headquarters was like, we don't want any part of it. Mm-hmm. So he out maneuvered them by by making things and, and kidnapping the spies, and so the spies. He took them. Okay. What's, Did they what's have any really... help? Did they have any help from like other folks after the parents get kidnapped? I mean, there's the, uh, I mean, there's the spy, uh, uh, I don't know their name, I should have thought of a name, the, the spy headquarters. Yeah. Uh, and they provide some gadgets. Well, the thing is, Junie and Carmen, like, aren't officially introduced into the spy business. They kind of take stuff at first, okay. and then, like, partway, then the, the, the facility's like, okay, fine, you can go save your parents, because they, they show off their cool spy abilities such as sneaking mm-hmm. and karate chopping and telling someone to go away and they do it. That's called charisma. Right. Stuff like that. And also there's gadgets now. They have cool gadgets. So the spy kids infiltrate Dorcas's lair mm-hmm. and rescue their parents. Yes, um, and along the way, they learn to become better siblings. What happens to Dorcas? Uh, Dorcas says he's sorry, and he doesn't really get a big punishment. He kind of gets a pat on, a slap on the wrist, and they say, "Okay, get back to work." Okay, because uh, he's back in the sequel as a, a more of a hero, as an ally. Okay, yeah. So the I was asking about people, I guess. So they they have resources. Ah. The Junie and Carmen are able to steal spy gadgets uh and and use those um but what like are there any specific people that that help them out like any jiminy crickets or anything like that i'm sorry any what jiminy crickets you know just like as an archetype like any like it's some someone to give them advice or uh anything like that oh oh no it's mostly um what's interesting is that they don't get that instead they get like they refer to all the things that their parents have talked about as they slowly, like, realize what their parents have been up to as spies oh, and then use that to implement getting through the obstacles. So, like, the little lessons that their parents taught them at home were, like, s- not secretly, like, they never intentionally were trying to train them to be okay. spies, but it just kind of bled into normal life. Right. And so they just, like, quote what their parents were telling each other. Right. Okay. And so do, do they do they, like, realize as they're go on this rescue mission that their parents are spies does that like dawn on them as they're doing all this stuff yes but i think it's pretty early on okay. that they like come to that conclusion Do, so is that what what gives them the bright idea to go steal the spy gadgets mm-hmm okay yes okay 
what else where is Dorcas's lair? It's um out in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it sure it's is. It's it's like a it's like a castle on a rock. How do they get there? They steal a helicopter. <laughs> and <laughs> no, no, okay, yes, they steal a helicopter. And the AI is actually their mom, like, doing the training for, like, people who are training to drive helicopters. That's part of her job as a spy. Okay. So it's her, like, going through the, this is how you do this. Do this to turn left. Like, and it's it's just very jarring for them to have their mom, who's, like, yeah. very caring and nurturing, just play this very stone cold. Yeah. And they're like, why is mom's <laughs> voice on in here? Oh mm-hmm. no! Wait, no. This is after. This is after they realize. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, can you tell me more about like their family dynamic or Junie and Carmen as characters? Like, what are their interests, or what what's interesting about them outside of the fact that they are kids rescuing their spy parents? Sure. So they do have a very like strong family bond. I think that's a very nice, uh, refreshing thing to see. Is that there's not a lot of like tension between the family, but there is it is there is some uh what's the word? There are some issues between uh Junie and Carmen as they go along on and how they are gonna achieve saving their parents. Mm-hmm. Um and that, you know, it causes a rift between them. You know, they, they separate for a while. Oh, and okay. then they come back together and realize that they need each other right. to save their parents. And it's very wholesome. That's good. Um, Carmen is more of the techie of the two. She's more interested in like the, the ins and outs of mm-hmm. she's, I don't want to say like she's the smart one cause they're both smart, but she's more intuitive. A unit system. I can hack this. Sorry, that's a Jurassic Park line. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, so she's more intuitive. Yeah. Um, and Junie's more, like, on-the-fly uh, improv. Okay. So, like, he uses gadgets in unexpected ways or stuff like that. Yeah, and he uses his wits. Okay. How old and are Carmen these kids? is more... They're, like... Uh, Carmen's, like, in her teens. Junie's, like, younger teens. Like, 13. Okay. Carmen's more like 16. Okay. Um, and does Dorcas have any, like, any more underlings or any, are there any other villain characters or is it just kind of Dorcas and his thumb man? Well, it's multiple thumb men. Oh, okay. It's, it's thumb men. Okay. It's a thumb army. Uh, and that's it? Yeah. I mean, we get to see like a few of the other creations that he makes, but, like, they're not people, per se. They're, like... And they're not creatures. They're, like... Some of them are, like, robot gadgets. Um, some of them are just, like, you know, the door locks and you have to open it. Like, they get... Like, Junie and Carmen get trapped in a room. And they have to solve a puzzle. All this right. is sounding more and more like a and d campaign as I continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I think we're I think we're in a good place. I do want to ask you about the music in the movie. If there were any mm-hmm. songs that stuck out to you. You know, 
There is, but I can't remember. It just I just remember it being very campy, very fun, very like Poppy. generic adventure spy. Yeah. yeah. Like uh like super modern like copying James Bond. But oh, it's good. Yeah. It's not okay. bad. Oh, were there any like direct references to James Bond in the movie? Mm-mm, no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, there is the in the ballet scene there is like a I know they're doing ballet, but they play some, like, a, a fiery tango in the background, which is very good. Mm. Didn't, uh, what's his name direct this, Mr. Ramirez? Oh, I don't know. Uh, let me find out. Because, uh, I need to know, because this is important. Mm-hmm. Robert Rodriguez, I think, is who you were thinking of. Yes, uh, somebody, uh, Haley... Yeah, you might know Haley. Mm-hmm. You might recognize that voice. Said uh, he directed Machete. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, that's something else I know. It's a weird uh, connection. Genre jump. <laughs> mm-hmm. A little bit. I yeah. know nothing about Machete. Um, so yeah, that's really strange that he would direct both movies. I can't think of any connections between the two of them. Can you think of any connections between the two movies? I feel like you're pointing a gun at me. <laughs> I might be pointing a gun at you, or I might be pointing a machete at you. <laughs> you're showing me the barrel of the gun, Joe, and I'm very, very displeased with this. What's your favorite line, Ray? Carmen going, Junie! <laughs> Every time he runs off and does something, but it eventually works out. Yeah, it's like every time she says it, she's like, Judy! And then at the end, she's, she's just like, so exasperated. Judy. Alright, well, let's go uh, eat some popcorn and watch, uh, watch Spy Kids. Hello, and welcome to the popcorn break. This popcorn's looking pretty suspicious. I don't know if there's some secret gadgets on the inside of the bucket or underneath, but I guess we can look at that later because I got a couple ads to read to you so that you can learn about some podcasts on the network. The first one I'd like to talk about is Artificial Ghost Radio. It's a music recommendation game show hosted by Quizkeeper Miles Lazarus and Tomb Dweller Mars Garbio. Each week, they challenge each other to find songs based on completely arbitrary themes and discuss them while making goofs along the way. Then they spin the Wheel of Discord to talk about a random song from the Challenger's library. Any song. Doesn't matter. You can find Artificial Ghost Radio on LunarLightStudio.com and wherever you get your podcasts. The second podcast I'd like to talk to you about is Deck of Friendship. It's a podcast where every week your hosts Marble, Ray, that's me, and Mars review an episode of an anime based on a real-life game and talk about their themes and the cultural importance while proclaiming their love of friendship and making each other laugh. We just finished up season one of Yu-Gi-Oh! and now we just started fighting Foodons. And we have plans to tackle other shows like Bakugan, Card Fight, Digimon, and many, many more. Uh, before we started uh, the Fighting Food on season, we did do a special episode on Space Jam with uh, our special guest, Joe. You might know Joe. He's from, from a couple podcasts like, uh, um, I don't know, uh, Overwitch and uh, Mock Footage. So we kind of did a Deck of Friendship Mock Footage crossover, and it's a lot of fun. We watched 
a very nostalgic movie for some, and it's interesting. Anyway, you should go listen to it. Deck of Friendship can be found on Lunar Light Studio every Wednesday or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, well that's that for now. I think I hear people trying to break into my home. I gotta escape through the secret tunnel. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Junie! <laughs> Junie. What a... What a movie. Yeah. What tell a, me about it. What an experience. What a family adventure. <laughs> Are you feeling good, Ray? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm also tired and sick, but I'm feeling pretty I'm good. Ri- I'm wicked sleepy. I almost fell asleep during that movie. Oh, no. It's, which is incredible, because it's very entertaining. I'm just very It tired. is. Um, but yeah, Spy Kids is a film uh, in which kids, Carmen and Junie, their parents are kidnapped, and their parents are played by Antonio Banderas and Carla Gugino. And... That's that. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's the plot. That's, that's, that's the basic plot. If we leave it at that. You were a hundred percent right. <laughs> um, they're kidnapped. Well, they're investigating a series of kidnappings of other secret agents, and they go down the trail, and they find themselves getting kidnapped by Floop, who is essentially Dorcas. Um, he has a kid show, but also he makes weird inventions as a contractor for a shady organization, which turns out to be the OSS, which is like the international spy organization that parent spies worked for, but they are now doing shady things. Uh, Carmen and Junie... Okay, and then so and so also... Floop is working on this big project where he's making spy kids, which are robot children that will have the strength and smarts of spies and also jet boots. Um, And the idea is that they can, like, infiltrate places easily because everyone's going to have to second guess and hesitate when it comes to fighting against a child. So, Carmen and Junie go on this mad chase to find their parents in the process they find out that their parents were spies they find a bunch of spy gadgets in a couple of different safe house locations they have help along the way from their fake uncle felix and their real uncle machete um and then they get to floop's castle and have a big showdown with the people that Floop was working for, Machete comes in at the last minute, and uh, family sticks together and overcomes the evil machinations of the bad guys. And then they, they're all spies, and they're all capable, and there's lots of silly gadgets, and it's fun. That's that's Spy Kids. That's Spy Kids. That's Spy Kids. Thanks for joining us on this episode. Mm-hmm. No you, thoughts. <laughs> I think I I'm not positive, but I do think that this is the first time that you actually nailed a line being in a movie. 
said that Carmen says Chuni exasperated. And she does do that in the in the submarine. She does do that. She does that a couple times, she but does that, do that that was the big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did it. That's it. We peaked. Thanks for joining mock footage. We peak every week is the thing. <laughs> That's true. Uh Okay, so <laughs> what stood out to you? Yeah. I I need to know why and how and who wrote the script. <laughs> I have directed a lot... by Robert Rodriguez, who also did Machete. Machete with <laughs> with uh, Danny Trejo. With Danny Trejo, which is a completely different movie with a totally different tone, but also stars a character played by Danny Trejo named Machete. It's um, good. It's fun. I need to know who thought of this plot and these characters and said, "Yes." But make it a kid's movie. <laughs> make it a kid's movie. And instead of killing people off, we turn them into... Uh, we we destroy people's minds and turn them into scary, mutated humans. Which is very messed up. Yeah, it's truly upsetting. And, like, we're not supposed to hate the mutated humans, but they look scary. Yeah. In fact, they're very sympathetic. They're they're transformed agents. They're the disappeared agents. Mm-hmm. I need to know who said that was okay to do. Yeah, and I need to know the demographic that Floop's Kids Show is aimed at because it's uh-huh. really. I mean, I guess it's like it's it's a it's like a analog or a parody of um, like Pee Wee's Playhouse. And mm-hmm. in fairness, like there's some really spooky stuff on that show too. Yeah, that's and fair. Kids watched it. Yeah, yeah, um, that's true. So yeah, I it's just they're like they cut out a lot of like action sequences because you know it's a kids show or uh, a kids it's a kids movie. movie. And, yeah, and like they make they poke fun of at that, but that doesn't make it like not enjoyable. Yeah, there's a lot of it fun also goofs. does a lot of really clever stuff like when. The parents are first captured. They go through this little... There's a scene where they escape. And as they're escaping, they the the hallway floor drops out underneath them. And a bunch of puzzle pieces fall down this giant pit. And they have to, like... like They're like, oh, no, didn't see that coming. Like, okay, well, I'm going to jump over it. And so Antonio Banderas, like, runs and jumps. And as he's jumping, the chasm widens. And he isn't going to make it. And then he just falls onto like a plexiglass floor. Like there's, mm-hmm. there's not actually a pit there. Um, it's just a, it's just a fake, fake out trap. And at the end of that scene, like they are trapped again and they ha- are, have like, they're sitting at a table with Floop and Floop is like unveiling his master plan. Um, and that's why there was no real danger with the plexiglass floor because he was just like toying with them. And then later on that same gag comes back, but there's no plexiglass floor. There's actually a pit of, of death. Um, Mm -hmm. so like there's a lot of, there's a lot of really clever stuff like that that isn't explicitly talked about, but it's, you know, they, there's a, a lot of things that don't seem like they have a reason behind them, but they totally do. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of things that do have no reason behind them. Like, why are why are his robots all thumbs? Like, why? 
But just for that one joke? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't have the mental capacity to tear, tear this movie apart and decide why there were thumb robots. Why were there thumb robots, right? But that Did is like one the of the thumb men? You got it right. I, I mean, they stand out. They do. I remember them even though I've never seen the movie. They stand out. Yeah. Don't they? You've definitely seen... Scenes. Parts of this movie, and you also definitely saw, like, the second or third one. I ha- I remember Spy Kids 2 and 3 more than Spy Kids 1 is the thing. I've never seen one, but I've seen 2 and 3 multiple times. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Emily Osmond and her brother Tyler are not in this movie. I can't believe it. I'm so upset. It's fine. <laughs> instead, we get... Who do we get instead? Danny get Trejo, Miss Alan Cumming. Gridonka or whatever her name was. Uh-huh. Bad lady. Didn't uh, like her. We get Mr. Lisp. Mr. Lisp. Love. We got George Clooney. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of George Clooney there. We got the some end. big, big names in this movie. Cheech. Yeah. Uncle Felix. Uncle Felix. Mm-hmm. Hope he's okay. He's probably okay. There are a lot of... Um, and you made a note of this, Joe. There was a lot of tearing off mustaches and, like, changing your appearance yeah. very slightly. <laughs> I don't... To, to like, do a big reveal? That, that's that gotta be a joke or something that I just don't understand. But I don't know. Maybe it's from Machete. I've never seen it. But, like, there's three instances or more in this movie where... It was Uncle Felix taking like, off his mustache. No, the, the worst one was Uncle Felix because he... He pulled up, he's like, they're like, what's going on, Uncle Phoenix? What's going on? And he's like, first of all, and he rips off his his mustache and he says, I'm not your real uncle. And it's like, why would the mustache be an indicator of that? Why is that action connected to what you're saying right now? Uh, the second one was Minion taking off his glasses? Yeah, and becoming <laughs> hot? <laughs> And then the third one was Antonio Banderas' dad taking off the skinniest mustache on his face. Smallest fake mustache. Is it a family thing? Is everybody in the Cortezes have mustaches? Is that what they were implying with Uncle Felix? I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. But it was very good and very funny. From now on, I'm going to have a fake mustache over my mustache, and I'm going to tear it off when I have a big reveal. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, structurally, it you, was a good journey. It No, definitely. And I was going to say structurally, you, you pretty much got it beat for beat. There was, they did not steal a helicopter. They uh, did steal a vehicle. They did steal a jet. So not from, from their uncle, Uncle Machete. Yeah. So, and... Uh, I think the thing that I least expected was the the Juni arc. Yeah, uh, which was very nice. That um, was one thing. That was, I think, an important difference between your version and the the real movie is that in your version, the siblings were like good to go from the start, and then they had some issues, and they worked through them. But like in Spy Kids, the movie Juni and Carmen are like one hundred percent at odds they do not like each other they are constantly picking on each other um and they they still love each other but like it's it's buried under it's it's like 
Oh man, it's real late time hours because I'm gonna get philosophical for like a oh, quick no. second. It's like they are extra mean to each other because they have the luxury of picking on each other. They have the luxury of finding each other's flaws because they have a peaceful life. And as soon mm-hmm. as like their parents go missing and they're they're put to the test, like all of a sudden, like no, I have to rely on this person's strength and. Uh, put them up instead of kicking them down which is literally what they were doing in the beginning of the movie so yeah yeah huh. i think that was a good arc for them what do you think yeah i liked it i i like the focus on the fact that juni didn't have to become strong physically but mm-hmm. he was already strong he had other qualities that were good yeah. that were there that just needed to come out because carmen was picking on him all the time yeah and then yeah. she and you know uh and, and their big fight the big scene between their robot clones is that she's there supporting him and he he does the good thing and tricks the robots yeah it's good it's nice y- you and I think everyone who watches this movie really loved the the spy story at the very beginning. That you was so nice. It was so nice. It was a fun little love story that was about the parents and the it the way it was played set up a very um, espionage tone for the film that it did not take. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was like a short like a short movie. That was very sweet and wholesome and didn't need any uh, speaking. It just needed some narration. And I thought it was very well done. Yeah, it was the story of how the parents met because they were spies that had been tasked with eliminating one another. And, and you know, it sets up this whole romance story. And that's why Carmen was like into it. But she never put together the pieces. And Oh, and you know what? That's another thing that you got right. You said that like they're that the parents kind of like unintentionally or or passively kind of trained them to be spies without meaning to, and mm-hmm. I don't think it was as passive as you thought. But like they had to do like a training course before school every morning, like, <laughs> yeah. and they yeah. were like, "Why do we have to do this?" And it's just this throwaway line, like this little scene that is not really important, but flavorizes how the family operates and how the family operates and why carmen and junie have more athletic ability than most children yeah exactly it was cute it was cute i really liked i mean i said this but i really liked the the love story in the opening because there's never speaking and the the two parents actors do very well with their facial expressions yes to to convey a lot of emotion and the only line that we hear from them is the I do, which is very cute. Mm-hmm. And it was still, like, dubbed over her saying I do well, in the was, actual yeah. scene. But yeah. it was very, it was good. It's cute. This movie does a lot of, has a lot of very cute moments in it. It was a lot more wholesome than I expected it for an action comedy spy thriller. <laughs> it's a family movie. It's a family movie. It's, it's also all of those things. Like, mm-hmm. There's there's some genuine suspense and there's some genuine twists and turns like when when Minion has the third brain and turns on Floop and like sends him 
to the sends him to the dungeon. You're like, oh, okay, oh, all right. I guess this is the bad guy now. Like, he's not just an underling. He's truly villain. He's the bad guy the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, same thing with the the OSS lady. Oh yeah, how oh, she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was bad. Mm-hmm. She was bad, and she was with the thumb thumbs. And I love that like Carmen was kind of like taken in by her wiles, but Junie was like a little bit more intuitive and like, uh, wait a second, this doesn't seem right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we like Floop? I don't know. Because he's like, it's weird that he gets a redemption arc because he's so just like blatantly evil for the first half of the movie. Mm. Like he has a very creative side for sure. And I think Mm -hmm. he genuinely like cares about kids, especially outcasts and wants them to feel safe. But also he was like super evil to, to the parent spies and when he was presenting to mr lisp he's like oh look at this great idea i had spy kids you you wouldn't attack your own son and look we have one made up that looks like the president's daughter isn't that diabolical and it's like that was his idea and it is pretty evil (laughs) hmm what what okay yeah no it was his idea minion was just giving him cues the whole time yeah which i guess was a a hint as to who the true mastermind was the whole time yeah yeah again it's it's weird how clever (laughs) some of the like how clever and subtle some of the the story beats are Mm -hmm. alan cumming who plays floop is very charismatic in the role and is just slips right into whatever part he was doing for that character and so i was just kind of taken in definitely the whole time by him (laughs) i really love his musical number oh gosh i like it was super creepy but i still loved it a lot yeah Yeah. (laughs) there were eyeballs right flying around yep okay great loved it Mm. Eh. Eh. i want like the movie left me wanting more which you know it it gave us more in two and three obviously but like i can see why it's very beloved yeah like it was very successful go ahead well i was just gonna say it like it moves super fast like yeah it doesn't doesn't really slow down at all like there's it's it's a little bit under an hour and a half long and it fills that time it yeah. tells you a lot of story. There are a lot of characters, but it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel uh, um, overstuffed or anything. It just sometimes it feels a little rushed, especially yes. toward the end. Yes, yes. The, sometimes I wanted better explanations of things. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's a kids' movie. Mm-hmm. It's like sometimes you don't need. Like if I was a kid watching this, like I I would just enjoy this movie. It was yeah. fun. It was funny. It had, you know, some kid humor in it, but it also had some very fun jokes for the parent, for, you know, adults who were watching it with kids. Yeah. Well, Uh I think that about wraps us up. Yeah. I think we're, I think we're good on this one. There's not like, it's uh, pretty straightforward. It's It's pretty pretty straightforward. And honestly, like, after, it's nice to have watched uh, such a 
short and light obtrusive movie yeah light and easy to to easy to watch film after after spook footage which i loved a month of scary movies it was so good but it's nice to take it easy for a little bit i think Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we don't have a guest this week surprisingly not surprisingly in this cozy little knock footage cabin yeah would you like some tea I would love some tea. Oh my god, that sounds incredible. What flavor? I want to say Earl Grey, which I don't normally reach for, but it sounds that's, good. That's the right answer. Because mm. it's the only one I have here at Mock Footage Cabin. Well, I'm glad I picked that one. Ray, but would it's... you recommend Spy Kids? I would. Okay. I would recommend Spy Kids. Spy Kids was a fun little romp. Through a, a action adventure spy comedy for children. Yeah. If this was for like, if this was PG thirteen or or more, I don't know if I would have enjoyed it as much. Yeah, I don't think I would have. Like, it wouldn't have been as charming. I, I had a I had a real fun time watching this movie. It, mm-hmm. Like it, um, I I just kept saying this movie rules because it it does some wacky silly stuff and it 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 does some gross stuff like with the floops fluglies and stuff but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, it's so imaginative and fun and uh yeah i i I like it a lot yeah i i don't think i i wouldn't be able to watch it very often once a year maybe less (laughs) probably less you gotta let the nostalgia set in (laughs) a little bit and uh but yeah, it was yeah. fun. It was very well acted. It had a lot of not a lot of action in it, but it it covered those tracks with humor and like cutaway scenes and just outright addressing the fact that they're not going to be doing a fight scene, which was yeah. cute. But the fight scenes that were there were were with the kids, which were re- reasonable for right. like at their stage. Yeah. In in spy Spiness, spy hoodedness, mm-hmm. spy, spy. I'm spy so tired. Let too. us leave. I recommend this movie. Go watch Spy Kids. Thank you so much for watching this movie with me. Thank Ray. you so much, listener. You can reach out to us on Twitter at Mock Footage, or you can send an email to mockfootage at gmail dot com. And if you do one of those things. We will see it and appreciate it. <laughs> I also want to say thank you very much, because I haven't said it in a while, but I want to say thank you very much to Haley Rose for the introduction, to Ross Jerson for the art uh, on our, our little podcast. Thank you for helping us with that, Ross. And thank you to Chongo for the use of Hat of Serenity off of the album Hat Shop, available on Bandcamp. We use that at the end of the show to give us that soft little goodbye music. Yeah, thank you, all three of you. Go check them all out. They all have wonderful work. Check them out. It's good stuff. All right, Ray. What was your favorite line from this movie? Oh, boy. Uh (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, wait, I'm laughing because I was about to do the fighting food online from earlier. Oh. <laughs> and that didn't happen here. I'm so tired. Oh my god. Um. Um. Help me. 
what funny thing did they say? Um, can oh can instead of a line, can it just be any time someone winked at the camera? Can it be the time Danny Trejo winked at the camera at the end? Um, no. No, we need an actual line. Oh, it's okay. The best line is um, landing gear. No landing gear. <laughs> no landing gear. Yeah, <laughs> that was very good. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, good night, y'all. Lunar Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay. Welcome to the ad firm of Parker, Lennox, and Rose. Our job is to take your brand and bring it to the forefront of the cultural zeitgeist. None of us have studied advertising. In fact, we don't know anything about business at all. The one thing we do know is how to make your product a viral failure. Coke is just better than Dr. Pepper because Coke did not... Dr. Pepper already did their own advertising by having an actual advertisement where the slogan was, It's not for women. <laughs> <laughs> this is Advertising. Brought to you by Lunar Light Studio every other Monday. Available on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts.